And we are back with DMURBF. This is your host, the BF. I am joined with my co-host, DM, Danny McLean. Head to patch mode behind the wheel playing throughout the whole <laughs> intro. I'm so glad because that's that is a great song. That is great. I don't know if anyone heard us uh, talking about what uh, I mentioned before though. Oh, <laughs> so out of context, this is DMURBF back at it again with a fresh start. We are not swearing on this, <laughs> we're keeping it PG for all you lovely people out there. This is your host, the BF. This is DM. It's great to be back in the studio. And uh, what's the format for the show today? Well. See, we've had three people drop out on a DMUBF, which is surprising, I know. Normally people are uh, begging to get on our show. It's, it's, rather, uh, it's rather unfortunate, but, you know, it, it does happen from time to time. How are my levels? Are my levels good? fine. Yeah, yeah, I think we're fine. I can't even see them registering. They're registering somewhere. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah, kind of. Uh, kind of. Weird. I think it's fine. <laughs> I, I trust you. Yeah, okay. I trust your voice. It's uh, one of those booming voices that uh, carries itself through any room you're in. <laughs> I, I always know where Brennan is. <laughs> it's like it's like when you just laugh, or like there's certain people's laughs that you're just like, oh, I know they're like two doors down or something. You know, you live in like in a high-rise apartment, and you're like, oh, he's back again. What that do you think that of, one uh, guy being three doors down. Three doors down. The band. It's pretty good. No, band. like the location. The location, <laughs> like three doors down from you. Yeah, yeah. Depends yeah. on what you're cooking, I guess. You know, sometimes it, if it's like fish, it, it's like pays to be three doors down, because it's like I don't want to smell that. But then again, it kind of like fills up the whole hallway. But at least you're not like one door down. If you exactly. get what I'm saying, yeah. At least there's a door to begin with. Anyway, so we were talking about extreme ironing. I guess it's a good good way to start off the show. <laughs> so with this extreme ironing, it, it people go to like extreme lengths to iron. Like they go to like um, just like in the middle of the ocean, just those giant pillars. They climb up them. They swim out there, climb mm-hmm. up the giant pillars, bring out the ironing board, and then just iron. And then people take like drone shots of them. It's actually pretty <laughs> impressive. They're in the middle of nowhere. What do you think about that? It's an extreme sport. You can look it up. Uh, really? Yeah. Like surfing in the dark. Like uh, <laughs> my my stage name. That's Sim- a good point. Similar. <laughs> extreme extreme ironing. That could be that could be your name. Yeah, you, have you really have to iron out the kinks in your music. It's kind of yeah. that's the parallel, and you do it to like an extreme version where you spend all day and you don't do any of your assignments. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> I feel We've all you. been there. Yeah, my promo work, <laughs> your musical career. It's everybody's been there. Like yeah, you just have to skip important stuff to do stuff that uh, is only important to you. Yeah. I mean, it may not pay the bills at the moment or even get you good grades, but at the end of the day, it's all just numbers, right? It's all numbers. It's all just electronic <laughs> Life is just numbers, right? That is true. Ever seen uh, Jim Carrey in numbers? <laughs> Was well, like, 
Or what was the 11 or something? <laughs> it was the 23. 23. <laughs> My age. Actually. Hey, champagne birthday. Yeah. Champagne Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah, that movie I didn't know had Jim Carrey, and I was when I found out about that, I was my mind was blown. He's like the star of the movie. <laughs> I know, but like when it came out such a long time ago, I didn't understand you who just Jim it was Carrey. Some other guy. Yeah, and then someone brought it up again. I was like, Jim Carrey does not play the protagonist. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And then I watched it again. He, he kind and of he looks different did. in the movie. He's kind of uh, yeah. He's a bit more shaggy and kind of. Uh, you know, he's not the usual peppy Jim Carrey. He's yeah. more kind of uh, paranoid guy. Well, obviously, the whole movie is him paranoid, the whole movie. I about think, a number. Yeah, which is about a number. 23. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost Blackjack. He's just two away. Yeah. Uh, what, what, did you, what did you think of that movie? I couldn't watch it. No? I saw the trailer, and I was like, I have standards. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you have seen it. I thought you watched it once. No, I've never seen it. Oh, Okay. I think you should watch the movie 23 times. In a row. Yeah, just have a marathon of the movie 23, 23 times. What do you think about that? Well, it would still take you the same length as watching The Irishman, so... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yeah, in between watching The Irishman, you can just do a couple marathons of the movie 23. Because <laughs> you have nothing else going on, right? I mean, besides your actual like musical career... Yeah, Which, yeah, by yeah. the way, suddenly went <laughs> back into that. How How is that going? And that's marvelous. I haven't done anything related to it in about four months now. Like, I've, I've just been um, quite busy. Have you but just misled your fans, Dane? <laughs> so, you just... I spent this whole time hyping you up talking about your dedicated work ethic. And then you're, you're talking about a four-month break. Like... <laughs> You like, who are you, The weekend, Just, like, taking you've four got, years you've off? You've got to take a months? break. You've got to, you've got Which to would be a tremendous shame. yourself. Right? Yeah, uh, what does that look like? Stubbing your toe on an ironing board? <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, I'm talking. Yeah. I, I just... You know, you just get sidetracked. But I, I do have stuff coming up. So, uh, I don't have quite a, a fan base yet to really hang on every word. One guy right now talking about it who actually is probably number one fan. You know what? Whenever it comes out, it'll it'll come out. And uh, basically, the way I see it and the way I see music in general a lot of the time is just almost. uh, Do you want to wear these? Okay, okay, you can wear them. I'm getting tired of them. They're kind of kind of hurting my head. (laughs) Um, You know, like it's just it's just a it's just a cure to to your boredom basically a cure to your boredom or i think most a lot of creative things not most um a lot of them is just uh you don't really know what else to do the answer is um, going into a room and trying to create something on your own is just better than doing something menial all day every day It's, it's, it's the escape from the mundane sort of thing so your day-to-day, your everyday, isn't that school? Yeah, day-to-day is obviously like school, work, the mundane, daily commute. And I feel like everyone kind of craves an escape from that. And for some people, it might be writing, poetry, painting, going out and making a YouTube vlog, a channel. Some people might be 
messing around with uh, with instruments and music and trying to create something on your own because Apparently. it's hard to just do everything on your own. So you can only do so much as like, unless you're like a multi-talented artist like Sufjan Stevens or um, Elliot Smith, Miley the Cyrus. legends of, of Miley. Does she do all of her own stuff? Really? Wow. Yeah. It's just her. Just her. Wow, I didn't know that. I well, thought, she I, was actually. It's not just her. Like <coughs> Hannah Montana, there was actually two. She she played two different people, who kind of did their own. Like one had a, her own life, and the other had like a, a career. But it's like it's the same person, but it's like two different people, you know. So I don't know. It's it's the same thing, but not really. <laughs> Anyways, you're saying it's it's similar, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> similar sentiment. But yeah, it's just like I, I look at. I, I get inspiration from artists that uh, I look up to that they kind of lived their own life for a while while music was on the back burner because it's very hard to just solely focus on music and expect re- immediate results, right? Like you kind of have to live your life and do music in your in your spare time unless initially. Billy Eilish or something. Unless you get really lucky and it's like that's a one in a million kind of thing. So, like, I, I get inspiration from artists like um, Alex Capranos of France Ferdinand. He, um, he was an IT lecturer right up until his 30s. Like, he, he worked a regular day-to-day job. And uh, it wasn't until Fran- his band, France Ferdinand, they started, I think it was their debut in, like, the early 2000s. He was in his mid-30s by this point that they finally, you know, could quit their day jobs and... Um, just rely on music as their main source of income. So I think that's pretty amazing. Or also, um, one of my one of my favorite musicians of the last two years for sure, Paul Banks of Interpol. His story of just um, he had to work, you know, around his regular day job to make Interpol a thing. Um, you know, it's kind of the the moonlighting of working. A regular day-to-day office job and going out at night and performing as as an artist i think that's really quite inspiring i know some people are kind of turned off by that idea because they expect that they only have to be one person like they only have to they should be able to just free themselves of like all this other mundane stuff and just be an artist but i don't think that's realistic and um like you still have a service to do to the community, to society, and even if you become an artist, you're still serving the people as an artist. You're serving fans. So I guess my only question to you, Dane, is: Do you like cake? Mother. Cake? Yeah. Uh, like the band or the? Is there a band named Cake? What, what yeah. do you mean by cake? <laughs> like the band. There's a band named Cake. Yeah. Who's that? Long skirt, short jacket. Hey, a long short, uh, long skirt, <laughs> short jacket. State managers here. Oh, long shirts. Yeah, and they also yeah. did song the, the distance, distance, which was in the Sopranos. So <laughs> um, they did a, they did a cover of "I Will Survive" Gloria Gaynor song. I know um, long shirt. What was it? Long, long skirt, skirt, short, short jacket. jacket. That's a classic. Are they Canadian? No, long jacket. No, they're not. Skirt. No, dude's a weirdo with good songs. <laughs> yeah, really weird songs. Yeah, I, I really love that, that's a, that's a great song. Whenever I hear that on the radio, I uh, I get nostalgia. Do you eat cake when you yeah. hear cake? To uh, go, go ask, ask that question first. Do you? Mm, sometimes, yeah. Depends on the cake. I have a question for you both. I can't wait. I hope I'm on mic, by the way. You are. I'm yelling on mic. You're good. To both of you, mm-hmm. cake versus pie. Mm. I like both, to be honest. Uh, apple pie is great. Pumpkin pie is great. And whipped cream. But you can do the same with cake pretty easily. Like but whipped cream on cake. This, it's hard to define what is cake and what is pie these days. 
Would you put whipped cream right. on top of there's icing so many, on there's a cake? There's like a fusion of cake and pie together Cake today. and pie. Cake pie fusion? So I like both. That's like interesting. Both. Kai? Kai. <laughs> <laughs> they both have their merits, right? I guess. Matthew Merriman. Matthew Merriman has his merits. He's on after your show. <laughs> we'll ask him what he thinks about cake. It's a good band. But he loves it. The band, I'm not so sure. <laughs> He loves to bet. I know. So I know he likes to do. Yeah, I bet he likes to bet. (laughs) (laughs) What a guy. (laughs) So Dane was giving uh, a really in-depth view on uh, his life as a musician, and I found it really inspiring. Oh, fishing in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell he's a true fan. <laughs> it's definitely not bad. <laughs> it's close. So You're one, one word off, so I mean, I can't, I can't get mad at that. You're st- you still get the rest of it right. Seventy-five percent in the dark. In the dark. Talk in the dark. That's where that's where Dane's listeners are. They're just in the dark. He hasn't done anything for four months. What's next? He's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna keep him waiting. Yeah. Now, now you're. You're gonna do, a, you're gonna do like a surprise release. You know, artists do that nowadays. Oh yeah, that'd be yeah. pretty cool. There's uh, no hype. It's just a few people surprised by it. Like little <laughs> Uzi Vert did that today. You know, yeah. you're a, a, a contemporary of his. Contemporary. Wow. Yeah. Like, you know, you're of the same. You model yourself same after him. EXO World Tour life, right? Uh, you know. Yeah. It's nice of you. Yeah. That's, nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's inspirational. I can't wait to I can't wait to attend this party. Little Uzi Bird party. Really? Welcome to the party. Good, welcome to the party. R.I.P. Pop, Pop Smoke. Smoke yeah. Pop Smoke. Good. This is very sad to start the year. Baritone. Good times. Baritone. Baritone voice. Great heart. Bernstein Bears. Bernstein Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Michael also, Sarah. Good also voice the new one. Well, that's good. You like Mikey Sarah? Oh, I love him. One Twin of the best Peaks? Canadians out there. Best Canadians. Wally yeah. Brando. You played Wally Brando on Twin Peaks: The Return. <laughs> oh, really? Oh yeah, you've only watched the first episode of John Swan. That's crazy. Yeah, because that's you've Dave, only watched the first Dave, what you do in yeah. T Wing is you watch one episode of something with someone and never come back. <laughs> like you, we watch Too Old to Die Young, <laughs> and then never again. Twin Peaks: The Return with John Swan. Past and future guest, Demir BF. Wow. That's all you really you just do need, sometimes. That's like a that's like a teaser. That's like, like a sample. It's such, a big, Costco, it's such a big commitment a to a series. Like you have to. So do you never finish any series? Yeah. Mm, rarely. You what? like maybe Breaking Bad. <laughs> just you, Breaking Bad. Just bin, breaking you don't bad. binge watch. You just watch once. Yeah. <laughs> Are they that yeah. bad or what, what's what's going on? No, no, no. Time? It's just uh, it leaves me wanting more. But I just I just I have other things come up. And then it's like, okay, for the rest of your life. I won't be able to go back to this for a bit. <laughs> it's just it's just hard to sit, sit and watch a whole series these days. Yeah. I'm more of a movie guy. I like to sit down and watch a movie, watch a full story, and then move Some on. people say that, you know, TV is the new cinema. Yeah. What Some is people. your uh, response to that? I mean, David Lynch is a filmmaker. He goes, well, TV, you know? Yeah, I think they're, I think they're one, in, one of the same. Like... One's a big screen, one's a small screen. Yeah, like they're essentially... The TVs can be as big as movies, you know? That is true. (laughs) You have a projector in your house? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's no difference, really. It's just the format of it. Because TV is... Like, yeah, it's it's exactly like cinema in the sense that it's... Just a bigger story. Yeah, just a bigger story. It's just more drawn out. It's just... There's more to it. It's just more content. You know what's my favorite series of last year? The Irishman. <laughs> Great series. We talked about that. It's actually... How many episodes are in that? Three? Three and a half. <laughs> Three and a half? Is that what More than Charlie Sheen, yeah. They're like as long... <laughs> they're like as long as you watch it, like when he picks up the phone, or yeah. and then you cut it like at certain places, they're like, you can watch it in like a week. In a week? Okay. Yeah. 
Still pretty good. <laughs> Still pretty good. You know, we're making good time here. I don't know if you've been able to watch it. Did you watch it? No. You just watched the no. first episode? What? The first. Come no. <laughs> I still haven't watched it yet. No. It's very good. Yeah. Have you watched Six Underground? No. Shout no. out to Abraham Varghese. That's his favorite movie last year. <laughs> that's, his, that's his stuff. That's Abe's stuff. We need him on the show. Audiovisual. AV. AV club. I'm part of that club. Yeah, you run this show. State manager up in here. <laughs> it's actually an honor to have you on our show, Ben. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm, w- I'm waiting for all. a guest to come on another show. That's why I'm just buying my time. <laughs> Wait. so I've got other shows. Sorry for bringing this up to you. Better shows? Well, I don't know. I, I, like, I like them all the same. <laughs> That's nice of you. <laughs> I like them all the same. I don't pick favorites. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> This is DMRBF we're talking about. I mean, okay, you're my favorite. Whoa, whoa. Okay, Okay, Ben. That's very biased. You can't be speaking that. That, That's like an, you know, that's like an interrogation technique. You know, like (laughs) a cop, like, you know, you're in a room for like two hours and like you don't get, you know, you find the answer. Yeah. That's illegal. I guess Dane's playing the good cop. I'm playing the bad cop in this case. Also great movie, uh, Quebec film. Uh, yeah. Good cop, bad cop. Is it good? Good cop, good bon, bon cop, bon, bon, cop? Bon, bon. I forget the title. Super bon of it, bon, soul cop, soul cop. Isn't that Candy Cop? <laughs> candy Crush. Candy Crush. It's good. What was the name of it? You love it. <clears throat> so Ben, now that we have you on the show, bon, bon cop, I, bad I, cop. I'm probably ducking out any second, but okay, quickly. Uh, what did you think of Uncut Gems? Oh, I loved it. It's my life. My life in the T wing. Howard Ratner. It's a tremendous movie. I watched the first hour. In this very T-Wing. <laughs> Iconic. I watched it with, again, the person who comes up after you, Bucking Broncos own Matthew Merriman. He was inspired. He wrote me a message a week ago saying, I love Howard Ratner. Wait, is that why Matthew Merriman started betting? No, I think it predates it, but I think oh. this, I mean, certainly this is only encourages him. Because, I mean, the trailer came out, and then, if I recall, like he started his, he started his show again, and then he's <laughs> talked about betting. Every week. Yeah. So I'm just wondering if there's a connection. Maybe he got so inspired by Ben's hyping of the Sandman that he yeah. took it to heart. You know, like sometimes people just take it so literally, like it becomes them. Mm-hmm. They beca- he's going to become the Sandman, basically, Matthew Merriman. Wow. You want to pitch this to That'd him? be incredible. <laughs> I love that idea. Uncut <laughs> Gems with Matthew Merriman. Because <laughs> they got to do a sequel, but, you know, yeah. they got to have a new character. So Matthew be perfect. Damn. We were also talking about Twenty Three, the the film Jim Carrey. How many times? The number Twenty Three. Yeah. How many times have you seen that movie? Zero. Interesting. <laughs> That's not Twenty Three times. No. Dane's watched it Twenty Three times. But can't watch more than one episode of Twin Peaks. <laughs> no, because it's a movie. I mean, yeah, you're a movie guy. You did say yeah, that. Yeah, he, he you, watched, you don't lie. He can watch the same movie a hundred times. But I, he can't. I, I, I The guest is here. I'm sorry. Ducking out. Good to chat with you, Dean, your BF. I hope. Are you having guests on your show at all? Uh, I'm, I'm Dane is the guest. He's our musical guest. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Fish in the dark. Check him out we on SoundCloud. We three, uh, three other people ahead of me. So that's the only way I could ever get on a radio show is by yeah. essentially three people canceling on my own show. <laughs> and then I become the guest by default. Like, So, I mean, it feels good. But it's the only way I could be on this show today. Would you classify yourself as like a bottom of the barrel artist then? Well, that's kind of rude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you have to start somewhere, though. You have to start, you have to start I mean, somewhere. yeah. Like, you don't just start at the top, right? Unless you're no. really good. Like we already said. Yeah. Well, very few even do that. You think they're industry plants? 
Do you think Billy Eilish is an interesting plant? No, not at all. No? It's just, you, um... Do you think you, she won the musical lottery? No, I think she deserved it. It's, it's just it's just one of those things where it's like, um... You, you don't see all of the work behind the work that gets famous. Like, it's not like if that was just her first project and that's what got her where she is. Like, it, it, there there's no such thing, I don't think, as, like, um, an overnight sensation there really isn't really no so you don't think like all these musical artists like up and coming they don't play like they don't come into like a giant studio room and then they play like musical chairs and then the one who wins basically you know wins music (laughs) she won the grammys i think that's bs that's total bs (laughs) (laughs) okay well there goes my theory i was gonna pitch it to you know a larger crowd but i just wanted to test the waters with you yeah no, like you don't, you don't, you don't see all of the work behind what um, her recent album. Like, she had previous work, and she would have had to experiment for a long time. It's not like that was her first time in the studio. That's she's put in the work behind her. I think it's very misleading today. People people assume they can be famous overnight, or that they see their idols or other artists or celebrities, actors, filmmakers that just kind of spring up from nowhere. It's one festival, it's one award show, it's one album that skyrockets them, but that's that's not how it works. There's so much more behind the surface or below the surface that you you don't see. Kind of like when you're like you're going on a trip, right? You bring your fishing rod, and then you're kind of like fishing in the dark. There's like so much below the surface, but it, you can't really see it. I don't know. I don't same, know why you and Ben here. keep trying to get me mixed up with a song title by I don't even know who that is, but that's that's not the same. It features the same other words, but no. <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't classify it akin to that. Akin to that? What do you like? What do you mean by that? Like it's it's you're drawing the same parallels between with the name. It's just a name. No, not the name, but the action. Like you're there's like so much beneath the surface, right? You're fishing in the dark. There's so much beneath the surface that you just don't see with these musical artists. I have no idea what you're trying to get. <laughs> no. In another world, that might make sense, but just not in this world. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Okay. okay. Um, so this we, we man talked about your, your past, Dane. Um, let, let's talk about the future. When do you plan on like blowing up, like just becoming like an overnight sensation to the point where you can't even do DMABF because your schedule is just packed with tour dates? Uh, I I don't foresee that ever happening, and nor do I really expect it or want it to. It's 50 just, million you of your American dollars. Is this dollars. a form of self-sabotage? Mm, I, don't, I don't think that just being honest with yourself and the people around you that you're starting off is any form of self-sabotage. <laughs> um, I haven't released an album yet. That's kind of... That's a goal of mine for 2020 or 2021. Was perfectly whatever. aware. Whatever year it happens, whatever year um, I, I have that opportunity. But until then, you can't build yourself up if there's really nothing to, to really point to. Like I feel like it's very, it'd be very, it'd be very quiet. Just be like, big. yeah, I'm gonna blow up because it's like, well, I I'm literally just making demos at this point, so that's just, it's just the reality. So reality is maybe you're not feeling as inspired as you once were four months ago. Not really. I don't think four months is a long time in the grand scheme of things. Most people don't release stuff. That's a whole. That's a whole semester. Constantly. Well, that's true. Feels like a pretty long time. True. 
It's overdue, but um, I'm not too worried about time. Other things are important. Um, you don't have to. You don't have to put all your eggs in one basket. Is what I'm. Is what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah, I I kind of and I've got to inquire near the end with that saying. But at the same time, you know, when you come back from like grocery shopping, you kind of want to put all this your shopping bags in one arm. It's kind of the same thing, because you just want to have it like in one go. You just want to do it at the same time. But if something were to happen, then all that stuff would kind of be broken, damaged, misshapen. You know, whatever happens to it. So, I mean, it's give or take. Yeah, there's some similarity, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Man. <laughs> so, uh, you, you reference uh, Billie Eilish as a big inspiration for your music. Uh, what exactly? About well, I don't know directly for my music. I just think she's an inspiring person in general. Oh, like, so I just like her attitude is just for her age, her maturity, and uh, how she's been able to handle. She's been able to handle handle herself. I can't speak. Um, very professionally for someone her age and kind of um, she's very focused she knows what she she seems to know what she's doing which is a very refreshing thing I think are you saying that because you don't see that a lot in the music industry or with the people you surround yourself with mm, neither it's just it's just uncommon for a, for a really young artist to be able to handle such weight like that's it's it's a lot of pressure and it's a lot of um it's almost unreal to even imagine yourself in that position. Kind of like the Justin Bieber, right? He blew up when, when he was 15, 16. Yeah. And then I feel like only now, I was talking about this on the other show that you missed. Mm-hmm. Shout out to that. Uh, <laughs> I was still listening. I heard, I heard the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, anyways, we were talking about Justin Bieber and how it kind of feels like now he's only getting in touch with like what he wants and who he is as a person and as a result like he just dresses however he feels like his facial hair is kind of like whatever but it's just because like he's just so tired of being like this polished person like everything he does is kind of formulated by his record company yeah like I, f- I feel like that's that's nice I, I it's good it's good for him that he doesn't have to feel um that pressure yeah I don't, I don't think it's healthy i don't think it's normal to to a certain extent, you you kind of know what you're getting into, I guess, if you become a pop star in a way. Like, there there is... It's not as simple as you're an artist, you get to choose and do whatever you want. Like, you represent a label, you represent a giant company backing you. And it's like any job at that point. Like, really, once you become a professional musician, it's, it's a job like any other job. You have to go to certain um, events to talk about your work. You'd have to... Um, you, you you have to put in the work. Um, it's really there's really no escape from just like the reality of it's a it's a job at the end of the day. I mean, for some artists, I feel like they definitely have it worse than others. You know, like for some, it's definitely twenty four seven. Like big names like The Weeknd, Rihanna. No matter where you go, you can't hide. But I feel like for other artists, kind of like Dead Mouse, Marshmallow, the guys Daft Punk, the guys that wear the hats and the helmets and they do it like they hide their faces like their their anonymous persona kind of lends tribute to it because like when they put on the mask like i don't know how many people have those masks right so when they put them on everybody knows who you are but when you take it off that's like you're removing your artist from like your mm. identity it's like dissociative you know and it kind of plays into like 
like the Hannah Montana that I was talking about earlier, you know, you have, you have your artist side and then you have your personal life and you really have to kind of like split them up. <laughs> what, what do you think about that? Hannah Montana, once again. Oh, I, I don't know about, I don't know about Hannah Montana, but you didn't watch that show? Or uh, what? Like I know about Hannah Montana, but I don't really. I, I watched Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Side salad coming in. Hey, what's up, Alex? How's how's it going? Good. It's been a hot minute since we've seen you on the show. What happened? I've been busy watching Hannah Montana. That's, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Dane struggles with watching TV shows. So if you spent this whole time watching Hannah Montana, yep. could you teach Dane how to just binge something for like What do you, for like do you not month? have Netflix or a streaming service? I'm more of a film guy. I just like to watch a, one hour. Oh, he likes to film two. what he does and then binge watch that. Yeah, you like, do that just <laughs> If you go, if you go on Westwood Voices, <laughs> if you go on Westwood Voices, all those views are just Dane. Yeah. <laughs> Dane watching from different accounts. I mean, okay. Do you not have like a Netflix or Amazon? No, no, I have or? Netflix. I just, I, I don't have the patience to watch a full series. To be fair, you always have like nine jobs, right? So do you even have yeah. downtime? Like, I do, downtime? but I just, I just don't use it to watch TV. What do you enough. use it to do? Just anything else. Literally, <laughs> literally anything else. Like, I, I hate film and you TV. You are the wrong crowd. No, no, I, I love film and TV, but I just I just don't think I need to watch it every day. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just, just want to watch what I want to watch when I feel like it. Mm-hmm. Are you, you know? a news kind of person? Not particularly. I think The Onion does a good job of, uh, <laughs> you know, so you're more satirizing. Like, yeah, you're more on, like, independent, like, Publishers, media, corporations kind of working together, like posting their videos on YouTube, that kind of format? Yeah, more into, you know... Definitely more independent, but still. Well, I don't know but what my favorite news is. That's just like CBC. Just I love CBC. Like, uh, <laughs> I love CBC. Just listen Nothing to wrong CBC with in that. the car on, uh, on the radio. It's great. I'm not so... I don't watch the news, though, on TV. I, I just... Depressing. Do you watch anything on the TV? Yeah, I watch movies on the TV. I mean, I think so, it depends yeah. on like kind of your relationship to the show because like there's things that I binge watch that are like they're just they're honestly just in the background while I'm doing other things. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even like really like super engaged. But See, then there's shows like Mr. Robot or like Breaking Bad or whatever that like you really want to be like <laughs> one. Do you know what I mean? It's great. I saw one episode of Mr. You Robot. Can this room right and it was, it was <laughs> it's a great it's a great show. It's a great but, like, show. There's certain, there's one certain show. shows that you like you need to be like you it should be like you should be like super engaged. Like I hear really good things about like Westworld. Like whatever. Mm. They're not like passively like watching, but there's other shows that I'm like binging, but like they're really just on the background while I like clean or yeah. pretend to do homework or like whatever is hannah montana one of those shows i mean hannah montana's on disney plus you could do it uh, a few weeks ago i was like really kind of binging that's so raven which is also on disney plus way back when yeah because what's the new show that she plays the mom? raven's home raven's, raven's home. home yeah is that, is that I, I actually quite enjoy it yeah raven's like the exact same so and they have wow. uh her best for her best friend on the shows on there too and she's the exact same like no way yeah how do you swing that i don't know Dane, do you understand any of this, or is no. this... Is He's TV? like, who's this? <laughs> is this beyond your pay grade? It is, yeah. No, no. I, I like TV, but it's just... I just don't think that's the best thing to just vegetate all day and watch TV. So I try to just, like, pick a time where I'm like, okay, this day I'm going to watch this movie that I've been waiting on. and Or, or I'm a traditionalist in the sense that I go to the cinema and I just watch uh, a new movie that I've really heard great things about. Honestly, it just sounds like you're just, like, busy. Could or like be. actively Could be. your mind you is like actively like other places like it's yeah. just more like which is there's nothing wrong with that I just think it's like more like ADHD? complacent no no I don't no 
just no interest. I just want to watch something that I know I'll get to the end of within like. I think that if your girlfriend lived here, like, you'd be binge watching a lot more because <laughs> it'd be like your Netflix and chilling. Yeah, like when she was here, we uh, we watched quite a bit of. See, there you go. Uh, TV together. See, there you go. No way. Day is normal. It's not. It's just not fun watching it alone. Yeah, that's why you need you, to watch it yeah, with someone. Yeah. Just have like viewing parties or something. Yeah, just that's to, that's a big part of it. Yeah. You can do it. So we I mean, I watched... figured out the problem is Dane is lonely. Yeah. You need to go over a little bit more, Brendan. <laughs> I did watch Breaking Bad in its entirety, but that was years ago. That's when and I was watching with my family, so it's oh, like, it's like a communal That's thing. That's the root problem. <laughs> Dane is but, just lonely. Like, I went to go see, like, the seventh Harry Potter movie by myself. I think that might have been one of the last ones. Did you dress up? I did not. Damn. It was by myself. There's a limit to what you can do. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm that person. That and like, I went to go see when they re-released Finding Nemo, like after like ten years. So Wait, it was, like, they re-released 20, Finding they re- Nemo. They released. They re-released it in like 2013. For Finding Dory, or for, just no, just Finding Nemo. And I went to go see. I remember going to see that by myself because it was like, I don't know, whatever. I don't think I saw that in theaters. Was it any better? They didn't do anything different. They just re-released it. Oh, it was like, like oh, the 10-year anniversary. Because it came out originally in, like, 2003. Oh, wow. And then they re-released it in, like, 2013. I feel old. I feel very old. Yeah. Makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. 2003. <laughs> so how old were you in 2003? 30. <laughs> well, when were you born? <laughs> I was born sometime in the past. Oh, thanks. <laughs> sometime in the past. Yeah. 20th century. 20th century. I was, like, 13 in 2003. Give or take so. a century nah. or two. Yeah. It's vampire. not bad. I'm a vampire. That's good. 1899. Good, good. 99 year. was a good year. <laughs> <laughs> the new millennium or the new whatever century. That party was crazy. Oh, was Transitioning yeah. to 1900. What'd you do? What'd you, <laughs> was it like New Year's Eve or well, like, did you just have like a grandiose party? I was three years old when um, it was 2000, so I don't know. So you're getting your milk on or yeah. like, <laughs> something like that? Your Gerber on? Yeah. Your Gerber. Were you the Gerber baby? Jesus. Actually, I kind of look like one, yeah. You look like a guru baby? With a beard? No, no, not me now when uh-huh. I was a baby. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, you look like a baby now? <laughs> no, when I think I w- on your Instagram, you should post a baby, a baby photo. Like a baby. You should post oh. a baby photo on the Instagram. <laughs> okay. You guys have of you, and then just be like, and then take a poll, like, who thinks Day looks like the Gerber baby? <laughs> and just take that. Very interactive with the fans. I like, I like that, yeah. Are you not it? interactive with the fans? No, that's why they keep ditching our show. That's why we I gave Dane the Instagram account, and then it's just all gone downhill. Like, he missed a show, and then, you know, we have no guests for this one. It's like, there's always a component missing. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. But now you're back, but we still don't have a guest. Well, I, I still, I'm, I'm supposed to be in the TV studio right now, helping set I'm up. not the guest right now? That's so rude. <laughs> you were a guest, but you haven't done anything, so. You haven't done anything. Talk. Let's talk about your Is film. four months really that long? <laughs> not you know what? You both have, like, film projects coming up that you're doing. Why don't you guys talk about those? Because I'm going to get yeah. going. At least she thinks about these things. Like, yeah. Brennan thinks if it doesn't happen, like today, it's not. <laughs> it's not relevant. <laughs> it's not current. I don't care about. I mean, honestly, yeah. <laughs> if I can't see with my own eyes, I don't give up. <laughs> oh but my god. Yeah, but it's it's cool, you know. Like I'm excited for your film project, even though it's not happening right now. It's in the do you future. Have a, do you have a film project? I that believe you're, so. I know you're supposed to. The thing is, you're supposed to have a film project in yes. production, but you don't. Are you doing that? Yes, I will get to it. I eventually. see. How about you two? Because i got to go up. How about you two talk about your film projects <laughs> and the, how you came to that whatever? Yeah, we can come to that. And you have to think about something beyond today, though. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad we uh, we have someone that uh, knows how to run a show here. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm literally in another class right now. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about your film project, I'm gonna get going. You do nice talking to the listeners. Okay, bye. Bye, bye. So you talk about scoring your film, right? Are you gonna do the scoring? scoring? Yeah. Mm. 
yourself or no I, I, I don't plan to just a soundtrack then I don't I plan to limit myself to even having a score in this one what about SFX fully anything well, there's going to be sound effects. <laughs> like, are you going to so make them It's yourself, not going to be or? on mute the whole time, but... Oh, um, some of those films. <laughs> uh, no, just subtitles, and then just call it a day, because your audio is all crap. We'll see when we get there. We'll see. There might be that, uh, there might be that uh, problem. You never know. But, um, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't really plan to... Uh, I obviously love scores in movies. I think it's a great component. Phantom Thread, just a beautiful score. Um, Drive... But I, I want to try to limit myself to using a score for this f- upcoming film I'm doing just because I, w- I want to, I don't want to spoon feed the audience to be scared when they're supposed to be scared with a scary undertone. I just kind of want people to so you're think for themselves a, a little horror? bit. More of a thriller, suspense, drama, more along those lines. It's not traditionally, it's not horror, but uh, Interesting. similar, you know, there's so many over, there's so much overlap between genres, so... There's like one scene that could be kind of a horror scene, but the rest of it isn't a, a horror movie in the in same sense. But, like, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of want to do something similar to No Country for Old Men in the sense that they made a movie that um, the, the Coen brothers. There's very little to no music at all throughout any... I don't think there is any, like, very quiet... Um, like ambient music, possibly. I need I'm to watch to it again. Even the even when he's in the gas station, I don't recall hearing any background like convenience no. store music or anything. No, so I, I w- didn't even realize that. And, that. and that's difficult because a lot of times the the soundtrack, the score, the the, the musical effects, that's kind of thrown over to kind of hide issues with your sound. To be totally honest, as a filmmaker, like you're Is that you're, what you do? you're trying to. Well, a lot of times you're just as a filmmaker, you are kind of hiding what's actually there like you're 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 editing to make it flow and work as a film but the whole point of like a film is like you're kind of um you're like a magician right so if you're throwing music on uh, personally i throw music on because i feel like sometimes there's there's little going on in a scene or in, in a sequence so it just feels necessary but to try to do the opposite I think is pretty is it's it's a challenge to try to make a movie interesting and not need um, filler sound and music to tell the story. So that's what I'm trying to do. Whether or not I do it, we'll see in the final cut. But that's kind of my intention this time. So, if you had the opportunity to like, if someone's like, "Hey, I have an orchestra and it's free," you know, without budgetary concerns or anything like that, you'd still stray away from that. We'll see. Uh, it would ha- come down to whether it fits the the mood. Has to fit the has to fit the style of the film. Yeah, no, I'm not ruling anything out at this point. Like the final anything can happen. The final cut will be different than I'm expecting. I know that already. So I'm excited. I can't wait to see your film. Thank you, man. I'm actually going to start in it. As you know, in a way, yeah, you are. Will I just wanted to say you will be. Why am I casted as a, as a junior, not a senior? That's government uh, agent. We can't talk too much about it because it's we're going to spoil the surprise. But Ooh, no spoilers. But you, things. I have casted Brennan Flarsky here. Sorry, Brennan Flarsky. You're you're not Flarsky. Like your your stage name isn't Flarsky. But you're, that's just my like my friendly nickname to you. I appreciate um, it. Uh, yeah, I've casted him, and he he's going to audition in a few 
minutes. I don't know. <laughs> I think <laughs> I'll do my audition right on there right now. Let's go. <laughs> I'm all ready for this. I'm pumped. <laughs> oh, I almost, I almost pulled the headphones right off of uh, Flash. Oh my gosh! I'm sorry about that. You're getting a little too excited, Dane, about my yeah. audition. Same here. Like I feel it too. You, you have the look I'm going for for the character today, so it's, it's fitting. It's really fitting today. Wait, I'm not going to be wearing a suit. Well, it depends on the temperature. It depends on a lot of things. Hmm. But you look you look pretty government agent today. You think? Fairly. Wow, that's that's incredible. Fairly. You. But. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is it going to be your first? Um, <clears throat> is it going to be your first like credit as a? As an actor? As an actor? No, 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 no. I actually acted in a, a little short film, well, a music video for uh, Chris Campbell, Rebecca Dawn. Mm-hmm. I was the main villain. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. but it, You were supposed to be there, but you couldn't make it. Yeah. I made it to the premiere. <laughs> yeah, I didn't go to that, <laughs> actually. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's give and take, it I guess. Yeah. It happens. You know, not everyone's perfect. But we do no. what we can. Yeah, but do you think it'll be your first like <coughs> short film credit though? Like, have you done any work on screen as um in a, in a storytelling? Honestly, everything that I've sense. produced, everything that I've worked on, shot, I've always been the director, editor, producer, just everything but an actor. Like stage hand, grip, like I've done everything except be an actor. <laughs> what do you want? Except what do you want to do the most? What's your What's your preference? Um, I think I like editing. I think I like editing and mm-hmm. directing. Yeah, probably the most. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I think I think it's just easier. Um, but it, it's the way you communicate your ideas to, you know, the, the people you're working alongside. That's that's the tricky part. Like, to translate your what you have in your mind and to be able to be like, this is what I want to see in the film. How can you achieve this? But, like, and have it work smoothly and not have to do, like, 100 takes or be like, this is close, but I'm striving for something else, you know? Or, like, where do you just compromise and be like, we're not getting there, you know? So let's try something different. I think there's this balance... And but I mean like finding that balance is like super interesting to me, and just working towards it, I'm I'm excited, you know. Uh, but as for acting on camera, I mean actually no, I did act short film Tug in the Dark. How could we forget Dane? Oh my gosh, <laughs> Tug in the Dark. That was the protagonist. I was just trying to lead you on into that question. Like yeah. I knew the answer, but I'm just trying to get you to Thank talk you. more about it. Thank you. Because <clears throat> that's your that's your baby there. That was that was my first gig. That was like my first like introduction into the world of film i guess more so out, outside like the high school just crappy whatever films you do what yeah it's not really relevant but th- i think that this was like my first where i used something other than like movie iMovie maker pro or whatever on mac to like put together and use those cheesy credit sequences and all that garbage not that it is garbage to anyone using i'm pretty sure it's graduated to where it is from where it was before but yeah I'm, I'm excited and i put it in the premiere and i tried my hardest and it turned out absolutely garbage and i cringe every time i see it that's how you that's how you typically feel though like looking at your earliest work it's just you grow and you evolve and you, <coughs> you if you don't look at your earliest stuff and kind of like then 
it shows you haven't really yeah. gone that far because yeah because you're like oh that was i peaked then <laughs> did you really did you really peak? it's good like you always you always have to improve and mature and become yeah. be- better and you'll always look at your last one like oh i could have done better that's, Is that that's, how you that's view healthy. east with echoes you're like oh i could have done better or you kind of like you know what? i'm happy i'm happy with that because that was the most recent project i've actually completed but uh yeah, like down the line, I expect to look at this film I'm doing now as um, not as good as my next one in a year from now. Um, you, always, you always try to make the best thing you can at yeah. the current moment, but the time time doesn't work that way. Like as you well, change, you. as you change, you will just naturally get better. But with practice, that's the, that's kind of the whole. What about idea. the people who get worse? You know, like some musicians, they keep releasing stuff, and it's like, ooh, I don't like the direction you're heading in, and then it just feels like they're not even trying anymore. Mm, I don't really know. Like, I can't really think of examples like that. Well, for me, I guess one example would be kind of like the Foo Fighters. Not that I, I love Dave Grohl and I love his stuff, but I, I don't really mess with his newer, his newer material. It's definitely. It's 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 good to some extent, but I definitely really liked Wasting Light, you know, the shape and the color, like that. I feel like he really hit his peak. Uh, well, DOA. I think it's different, like, obviously their, like, technical talent hasn't gotten worse. Like, you don't, no. re- you don't regress as, like, like, the skill of doing that thing. But maybe the end result won't be as impressive because you get complacent. You get, you hit, you hit a peak and then you, you don't know how to surpass like once you're at the top there's only one place to go yeah well not for everyone though like there's some there's some artists that you think they've hit their peak and then their next album somehow surpasses that in a new new way yeah i think arctic monkeys have done that radiohead's absolutely done that um so many bands um but usually they're like the masters of the craft what about m83 well, I think the Gorillas. A lot of people said that M83 peaked, and then they just with their new album Junk or whatever. What's it called? I think it's Junk. Well, I, th- I think like every artist kind of hits a roadblock where they're like, okay, that didn't quite work, but then they their next album they figure things out a little bit. Yeah. Most of the time, like you usually don't hit a roadblock, and people kind of tell you, oh, I like if they get kind of critically mixed views, and then it didn't really didn't really generate the same buzz and the same sort of impact on the music community then i think most artists are reflective enough to kind of think okay we should try to do something new and most artists kind of figure it out if they've if they've shown themselves or if they've they've proved to to the world that they're really good at what they do they'll eventually find their way back to like a place where it works for them you think so like what what kanye west is doing right now like Everybody says, like, his earlier work was, like, amazing. Like, where's he going to go from this? And then he releases Yeezus, and then it's like, oh, my gosh, 808. And it's like, oh, my gosh. And then, you know, he does the collab with Jay-Z, and everyone's like, holy cow. And then My Dark Twisted Fan, and everyone's like, oh, my gosh. And now he's doing gospel music, and everyone's like, okay. Like, it appears that he's he's gotten better as, like, an artist and, and a musician, depending on who you ask. But, like, there's no denying that he has proficiency in like musical literacy and like composition but his execution now is completely like off the mark they're like gospel music really what they're like and if anything i feel like gospel music in a way is is like a a simpler form of what he used to do so i mean he has all his talent but now he's just like taking a step back i don't know it's kind of weird yeah, I don't really know. Like, I was a huge Kanye fan right up until Life of Pablo. 
my football. And I still, I still respect all of his work. And um, I, I don't know. It's all subjective anyway. Like, there's just as many people that say his recent two albums are great. Personally, I, I'm, I lean more towards the kind of 2008 to 2016-ish Kanye stuff. Maybe a little bit earlier, like his first album. His first album? That's where you, first that's where you think albums. he's peaked? or No, I actually kind of liked... Uh, like 808's Yeezus and um, My Beautiful Dark Twist Fantasy the most. Like, those three albums, I think, are his best. Interesting. That whole that, that whole kind of era. But I, I, I don't know. I think artists, they just find new fans in general. Mm. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that have kind of turned away from maybe his work today because they just don't really... They're not on the same wavelength. But I think there's just as many people that have now, like there's still as many obsessed fans as there were before it's just a new, it's just a new fan like it's not the same fan maybe hmm. so he's 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 already established himself in one market you think and then he's kind of like okay well i've already conquered dominated this he's like i'm gonna go and dominate another market kind of like what amazon's doing you know like they got really good at selling stuff so then they went into like cloud and like it services and all that stuff and same thing with Google and Facebook, you know, they try to make their own currency because, you know, they just like it's not enough that they were the best social media platform available or like the most widespread. It's that they have to be good at every single thing so they can take over the world. And then that's like their hidden Illuminati agenda. Is that what you're trying to say, Dan? I think you just you said that. But, uh... <laughs> well, I picked it up in between like the subcontext between your notes, like what you're referring to. I'm just trying to clarify it. You the know? notes. Yeah. What do you mean by the notes? Like, just your notes on just your stuff. You know, you're just talking. Oh. And I'm taking notes, so I'm just like... Notes on a conditional form. Yeah. 1975. I'm excited for that album. It's going to be good. 1975? Well, I thought it already dropped. No, they've released a few tracks from it, but... Oh. I don't think it's... Uh, it's not ready to drop yet. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just think it's all subjective. Really? Music is subjective? Well, there's some bands that are objectively great. King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard? Or King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard? King Lizard and the Wizard Gizzard? Not you know that fami- band? Not too familiar. No, <laughs> no. What about Fish? <laughs> yeah, I know I know a little bit of Fish, yeah. You like Fish? <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's... Ben's got me kind of into it. Yeah? Just that I, improv? I, I never really known much about Fish. Like, I knew their name. I knew kind of like... General generalities, generalities. I can't speak about the band, but um, very, very long songs. And very, <laughs> just very impressive. Very impressive stuff. Yeah, they just go on stage and they're just like, "What are we gonna do? Who knows?" Kind of like the James Brown of like experimental music. They do bluegrass, uh, rock. No, what do they do? It's like all, it's not alternative. It's uh, I don't even know. Just. It's like a rock jam out session with like bluegrass roots. Yeah, that's pretty. That's a pretty good way to to paint them. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about them, but I'm still I'm still new in that world. But yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate. Yeah, it's really interesting. I find I don't really understand, but I mean, like, it sounds like it's a, a lot of fun just to go on stage and have like hundreds of thousands of people just be like, yeah, you do you, and like nothing's the same, right? So like every artist nowadays is like like. I was talking to our last guest, Jared, about this, and it was like 
creep, uh, Radiohead doesn't play Creep anymore because that's, like they're that's not true actually. <laughs> I mean they <laughs> oh, no, just here this is good. Help now we help me there he's now will be really stuck in position fast real money money surround the device no second hand for life real no help but extra live really fast on the seats no who's never been able to counter the help isn't awesome no position sticking that bird else is this an officer they know us else is your mark needs that that's this group no us nah what do you think? What do you think? <laughs> I disagree with that because I feel like every artist has the song, like that song that defined them. Especially if you're like a one-hit wonder, like no one's gonna see you, like. Told the show I was at, they hadn't been to Peru. I think that a few nights before, wow. and it was also their first time. In did you follow them? No, I just went to the sh the one show, but I did. I did watch all their other concerts uh, before and after. Yeah. 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 That's what I try and do. Yeah. I haven't seen the Radiohead concert, though. Looks great, though. It's all the thumbnail. It's, That's how I'm experiencing it. It's Yeah, it's it's <clears throat> probably the best show I've ever been to by far. Best show? By far. Wow. It, hands down. Like, there's no there's no comparison. Wait, what about that time that we put on a show with Jackson Reed? What <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm not so egotist egotistical to think I'm better than Radiohead because that's <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah, but you gotta give yourself a little credit. Like your vocals, like I was the only one who could hear you. Because but, like, if it was were, really small, so good. They were killer, man. Like, I gotta give you props where props is due. You know, like, you're just just amazing. I just. It's just yeah. wrong to say this is wrong. That's how I feel personally about myself. I subjective. Not always. Not when. Not when you're comparing me to. One of the best artists of our generation. I think that's ridiculous. Uh, well, I'm I'm excited about your work. Uh, we'll see if you're truly better than Tom York. Uh, coming up, whenever you decide to draw. Spoiler: drop. That's not possible. <laughs> you have well, to.
within reach because and hardly anybody would they be inspire you for a reason it's because <laughs> oh my gosh like it's my favorite filmmakers i know are on the same level as stanley kubrick but every day you have to kind of get inspired by them and try to hit the marks that they hit but which i think it's just Amazing artists in this world. You just, you, just, you, just, you just have to work as hard as you can in your limited um, kind of range, right? Yeah, you, more you, have, you have to know yourself and do that as best as you can. Okay. That's just the reality. I disagree with your reality, but you know, I understand where you're coming from. Not everyone can be the next Brendan Flarsky. You know? <laughs> and it, it, it makes sense, you know, the work I put into my promos, I totally understand why you get so jealous. And that's why you created your own promos. I understand, you know. But like by working together and doing Demir BF, I hope I rubbed off on you a little bit. Not in that sense, because we're very close to each other in the studio. But I would all to Flarsky. He, um, the original, the original pioneer of uh, University Radio. <laughs> and I think uh, I, that's a that's a compliment and a half. You're gonna have to write. I'm so impressed. You're gonna have to write an article about uh, your life because it's just it's just. <laughs> It's just, uh, it's material. When are you starting your autobiography? Uh, I have to find a ghostwriter first. And then, yeah, as soon as I do that, I'll get right on it. Well, I mean, I guess they'll get right on it, but they have to know about me. And I don't really have any social media, so it's not like you can kind of, like, piece things together through, like, a third party. It's kind of like it has to come straight from, like, the horse's mouth. So. Bojack Horseman. Good reference. Yeah. Have you noticed Bojack Horseman's, like, everywhere recently? Like, that, that show is making a significant cultural impact right now. Quite impressive. Like it's been it's been around for quite a few years. It's not a new show. Not a new show, but it's it's really twenty fourteen. Yeah, but it's really inf- infiltrating like mainstream right now, and it's pretty it's pretty cool. Yeah. On that note, uh, we have to wrap up. Coming up shortly here. Uh, Dane, can you just quickly plug your music uh, library and everything? Where can people find you? So you can find me. Uh, my personal account, Dane McLean, on Instagram. Um, you can also find DMUBF on Instagram, dm.ur.bf. And you can find my uh, musical project, Surfing in the Dark, following the same same name on Instagram, Surfing in the Dark. Um, taking a little bit of a hiatus, but I, I do have work coming out in the next few months. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Thank you, everyone, for uh, dropping into DMUBF. You should also stay tuned for the Matthew Merry man coming on CMRU the live. The fucking Broncos getting ready to. It's on the horse right now. Straight it's putting the leg team. up. It's getting <laughs> on the horse. It's getting ready to stay on currently. The horse is neighing. I can actually hear it in the studio. It's it's, it's incredible. It's getting ready here. All the latest sports news. How did Matthew's betting week go? You're going to find out. Point. And what's new in Saskatchewan? You're going to hear that too. I'm Plus excited. some great country bops. Lots of good stuff. Fishing in the dark, I yeah. believe it's going to yeah. be playing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fishing in the dark. Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Dane's, and Dane. Dane's band himself. <laughs> Nitty Gritty Dane He's going to be doing a live acoustic performance. <laughs> oh. That's, okay. that's a lot of hype. On the Merriman Show? On the Merriman Show. The Merriman Show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you bring an instrument? Did I? Yeah. No, but you know how like there's famous beatboxers that can like impersonate vocal? Yeah. Like not only Razzle. vocal, but like... So, oh, I'm do- so I'm doing that today. I mean, why, why didn't anyone tell me this? It's we thought we'd leave it as like a gag, like oh, okay, yeah. just for fun, yeah. for the and gag reel. Anyways, we've gone over time. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been DMURBF with your host Brendan Flasky and.
Captain Crane. Very nice. Thank you guys for Very tuning nice. in. Very nice. High five. We'll catch you next week. My guys. wife. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>